Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. You humble me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I think I, I think I know why you're happy tonight. <laughs> this Russian spy novel we've all been reading <laughs> turns out to be a real page turner, doesn't it? I mean, first the national, <clears throat> I mean first <laughs> the, na- the national. I'm going through puberty. The. Uh, <laughs> National Security Advisor has to step down because we found out he was lying about talking to the Russians. Now our Attorney General this week, a thousand-year-old cracker named... (laughs) Jeff Sessions. uh, (laughs) He had to recuse himself from the investigation. And, you know, Trump said... I don't don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who... Does Trump know anyone who doesn't talk to the Russians? It's... It's like six degrees of Kevin Putin. <laughs> what, what, what is with... <laughs> what is with this administration always meeting with the Russians? They meet with the Russians more than the Olympic Doping Committee. <laughs> yeah, Trump said, I don't know anybody. I, he was asked that in a press guy. I don't know. Do you know anybody? No, I don't know anybody. I, 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 I don't know anybody. Okay, the national security advisor, his campaign manager, his son-in-law, and now his attorney general have met with the ambassador from Russia, Sergei Kislyak. <laughs> Besides the fact that you shouldn't be meeting with anyone with that name unless they're a Uber, Uber driver. A Uber. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of an innocent explanation why all these people are meeting with this motherfucker. 
He's their pot dealer? I, I... <laughs> he went to Trump Tower in December, I guess through the back door, because nobody saw him, uh, to meet with the son-in-law and Flynn, and the White House said today, well, it was just a brief meeting. Yeah, well, it probably didn't have to be more than a brief meeting. You know, they said, thank you for stealing the election. <laughs> and... And he said, uh, don't forget, we still have P-tape. <laughs> You're welcome, but we still have P-tape. <laughs> I mean, Trump is pissed off because the, 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 all this Russia talk this week poured cold water on what he thought was his big triumph. On Tuesday, did you see his speech? He made a big boy speech to... <laughs> Potty train Trump went before Congress to give an address, and he stuck to the teleprompter. And everybody said that he came across as much more dignified and much more mature. Actually, what happened was that somebody from Price Waterhouse gave him the wrong speech. <laughs> oh. You saw that shit? Everybody saw the Oscars? Oh, my God. The, that accountant who gave Warren Beatty the wrong envelope, he got fired this week. Yeah, and he, he turned in his letter of net resignation, and they said, this is your water bill. <laughs> you, <this. laughs> and you know what? We know now, we found out, why this guy screwed up. He was constantly distracted in his job because he was always on Twitter. Thank God we don't let that kind of idiot do anything important. <laughs> So, but I must say, for me, the most depressing part of this week was the media. I did a long thing at the end of our show last week, encouraging the media, thinking they're getting back at it. Okay, fell on deaf ears. Uh, Trump gets up there Tuesday night for one hour. He lashes himself to the mast and refrains from yelling at department stores and making fun of the handicapped. <laughs> And the media is like, he became president tonight. <laughs> he read words off a teleprompter in front of adults, the same thing the Olsen twins did at seven. <laughs> oh. Really, media, seriously, on a scale of easily fooled, this ranks somewhere between Mormonism and throwing the ball for the dog and pretend... <laughs> NPR! NPR said Trump pushed the reset button tonight. Okay, we have a defective president. We're not going to get better by unplugging him and then plugging him back in. <laughs> reset button. And if you saw this speech, I mean, it was an hour of mostly bullshit. They said he lied 51 times. Low for him. Uh, of course, he promised to get tough on crime. That's his big thing. Especially, he said, after what happened Sunday night in Hollywood when black people robbed those white folks of their gold. Uh... <laughs> Now, in cabinet news, Rick Perry and Ben Carson, dopey and sleepy, have been confirmed for their, uh, 
cabinet appointments. They were sworn in by Mike Pence. He said to Dr. Ben Carson, raise your right eyelid <laughs> and repeat after me. But don't worry about them. As far as the Russian shit goes, these guys have never had any contact with intelligence. I can vouch for that. <laughs> but... But okay. I mean, they're dummies, but, you know, what do you expect in this administration? Uh, people, I think, because of the speech and the Russian stuff, missed the big story of the week, one of the big stories, which is Trump unveiled what he was going to do about health care, and he said, you know what? Nobody knew health care could be so complicated. <laughs> I... <laughs> I can't believe Putin paid full price for this guy. I... <laughs> Nobody knew health care could be so complicated. I love the way this guy is constantly discovering things we've all known forever and then pronouncing no one ever knew it. It's like your mechanic popping over the hood. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of fucking shit in there. <laughs> all right, we got a great show. Joy Reid, Rosa Brooks, and Charlie Sykes are here. And a little later, we'll be speaking with Bill McKibben. First up, he is a CNN contributor, former White House associate director under President Ronald Reagan. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Jeffrey. Hello. How are you, sir? How Thank are you? you for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, Jeffrey, I wanted to have you here because I see you on CNN all the time. You are nothing if not a steadfast supporter of Donald Trump, and you were on the Trump train early. 2013. 2013. So you get, a, you get to gloat. But... <laughs> what I want to know... Not is, polite. <laughs> what I want to know is this. I mean, because I, you know, this is a small circle of the media. I talk to people, you talk yeah. to people, the Washington people, like you come out here. Everybody says, you're the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Genteel, polite. What do you see in Donald Trump? T to me, he's not just the most vulgar politician we've ever had. Right. To me, he's the most vulgar human being. Right. Vulgar. Why do you, genteel, nice, polite, Jeffrey <laughs> Lord, have this affinity? You've won mom over. <laughs> what is it? What is the attraction? Two, two things. First of all, I, I have to say, as somebody who knows him and considers him a friend, he has always been, in my presence, polite, charming, sensitive. Truly, truly. But you would agree he's not that public. Okay. So, secondly, would you? But, uh, I, I agree that he appears to people in many ways as you, as you describe. But let me tell you from a political standpoint, and I mean this seriously. When you heard the Hillary Clinton thing about the basket of deplorables and people are irredeemable, there are a lot of Americans out there, and I talk to them a lot, who think that people in the media and the political world look down on them and have basically contempt for them. And they look at Donald Trump as somebody that can go out there and stand up and dish it right back. Now... You can say that's right or that's wrong, but there's a genuine... I mean, I've been to some of these Trump rallies and talked to people and asked, what, you know, what is this? And this is one of the things that they really appreciate. They think he is standing up for them, and they feel they've just had it. So that's so she what they said see. One, she, she said one stupid thing, and that justifies pussy-grabbing... No, 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 no. No, no, no. I mean, but, again, your answer was she did one bad thing. No, no. So we forget okay, about... Okay, I'm not communicating. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is they feel this has been going on for years. She gave, she gave, you know, literal chapter and verse to it, but that this has been going on for years and years and years. 
with with people in the media and politics of both parties, I might add. Okay, but but again, your answer is all the bad stuff about Trump, we let go because we needed it's this. Not the because it's not we needed this go. champion. It's we needed because the other side is so bad. I, I have a feeling that. Let me ask you this about Republicans yeah. in general. I think you think that liberals are so dangerous that almost anything justifies keeping them out of office. And that would include the massive amount of lying that I hear from your side. Uh, and the justification. Is that true? Am I, is that the real truth? You think they're, they're feckless and they're, and they're, and they're fuzzy-headed and, and they will sell this country out. Not Once meaning... upon a time, Bill, I thought I was going to be a liberal. My heroes were JFK, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King. And, and then I began to see this in college. And I went on a protest uh, over Kent State to, Vietnam, uh, to Washington, and I began to sense this sort of, you know, contempt for my parents' generation, the so-called greatest generation. And I really think that that is more. That, that, that Hillary Clinton remark that I just cited to you, what's interesting is not just that she said it, but the response you hear from the audience that cheered because they all agree. That's the kind of thing that I think is really seriously wrong. And you think that's it's all because she said basket of deplorables. It's, no, because, I think it's you know, been it came out up. today that Mike Pence was using a private server. Basically doing Not the with same... Classi- wait, wait. No classified okay. information, okay. though. Right? No. He was, actually, the lead story in USA Today is Mike Pence was using a private server discussing intelligence matters, homeland security matters, private matters. I mean, using a private server to, to discuss public matters. Pretty much the same thing they said, lock her up for. Using, using the, under the surveillance of the, or the, but, following the rules of the Indiana state government, right? Okay. But it just seems to me like the way you guys can turn on a dime about what you hated, like, three months ago. Like, using a teleprompter. Apparently, that's okay now that the president is white. <laughs> no! Uh, no! Well, but there was a lot of... No! Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. There well, was, look, Jeffrey, you know, there was an awful lot of talk said. about how Obama was always using a teleprompter. Well, sure. But when, but when this sure. guy sticks to it for an hour, now he's, he's king mature. They used to go after Ronald Reagan all the time for using a teleprompter. I no? see. Okay. I mean... All right. You know. Well, okay. What, but you used to be the free trade people. You, I mean... Not you, always, you know. Uh, yeah, right. 1890. <laughs> William McKinley, Calvin okay. Coolidge, Abraham saying, Lincoln. You, you turned on a dime on, on so many of the... used to be the budget responsibility people, and he just proposed a budget where no entitlement cuts, uh, defense buildup, uh, infrastructure spending of a trillion dollars, and massive tax cuts for both the rich people and the middle class people. What happened to the budget responsibility? Well, just... I think you do have to, I, you know, first of all... I'm, I'm just asking sure. generally about right. principles. Sure. It seems like the only principle is I don't, I don't think they winning have... and... No. Uh, the only thing in common that Trump has with the old Republicans seems to be tax cuts for the rich elites that you pretend to hate. Tax cuts for the American middle class. And the rich. And the, yeah, but, the, but, but, Bill, I mean, this is where we get into the difference here of class warfare. I don't believe in class warfare. Well, it is class warfare, and you've already won. <laughs> uh, but let me, before we run out of time, let, yeah. let, me, let me ask about Russia, because that's the big story on everyone's lips. Uh, I'm sure you would say, nothing to see here, because that's the Republican line. But then why all the lying? 
Why did the National Security Advisor lie? Why did we just catch Jeff Sessions in a lie? I don't think he did catch Jeff Sessions in a lie. Well, he said he had no meetings with the Russians, and he turned out he had when, two. When Why you, did he recuse himself? When, I mean, I read today, again, the questions, the specific questions asked to him by Senator Al Franken and Senator Patrick Leahy, and it was reference to a CNN story, as a matter of fact. That was the reference, and he was talking about the CNN story. He was not talking about had he ever he said, met Russians, period. And, okay, and, he and, wasn't even asked that question. He just volunteered. I never met with the Russians, and then he met with the Russians twice. Why do you think he no, recused no, himself? No, no. Because he lied and he got caught. No, no, Bill, Bill, okay. Bill, look. Oh, Bill, oh, oh, oh. He's a senior United States senator. Senators of both parties and members of Congress meet with Russians and other diplomats all the time. The Obama State Department sent the Russian ambassador and these other folks to Cleveland, to the Republican National Convention. So the guy is there in Cleveland at the behest of the Obama State Department. Okay, that has nothing to do with it, but... Uh, uh, well, it does. He wouldn't have been there okay, otherwise. But, but everybody seemed to have met with this guy. Uh, I'm Nancy just, Pelosi? I'm just, I'm just asking, Nancy Pelosi? Has met, yes, she said she never met with this guy, and now we have a picture of him. Well, let's have an investigation of her, because I'm sure that... <laughs> but, but, but the Russians didn't hack Nancy Pelosi's election. Phil. They hacked our election, all of our intelligence agencies said, for one side to win your side. Are you telling me that if it had worked out the other way and they were only hacking the Republicans to get Hillary elected, you'd let it slide? Bill, I'm saying... If Ask, you, if answer you, that question. If, if, you'd let that slide? I, I, would, I would be absolutely in favor of an investigation. I'm probably in favor of one anyway. Probably. But, but I would absolutely be in favor if, if anybody could show me that the Russians got into any voting machine anywhere in America that's, and they did, that nobody Well, is that's saying, how you hack an no, election, Bill. No, no, that's one way you can hack an election. No one is saying... Unless that, you can manipulate the votes in the machine. Well, you, you can manipulate the votes other ways. Let's not play games here, Mr. Lord. I like you, and I heard you're a very nice guy, but don't bullshit me. There are... There are other ways you can affect an election. And one of them is to hack the emails of Europe of one side, one side, and release those as a slow drip, 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 right. drip. And right. that's exactly what happened. Investigate it. I'm for it. I'm for it. Absolutely. But let's let's get it all out there. Okay, let's. I well, mean, they've hacked the White House. Why doesn't ha he hacked every agency you, of government? You know what could clear so much up? What? If Donald Trump would release his tax returns. <laughs> why doesn't he release his tax returns as every other president has done in my lifetime? It seems like a slap in the face to the American people, and also it seems like he's hiding something. Right. I understand that, but, Bill, to be perfectly candid, as I've said many times on CNN, I totally disagree with this. I don't think he should ever release his tax returns. We've had presidents of the United States from George Walsh, Washington, all the way through to Lyndon Johnson, who never released a single tax return. <laughs> Was Franklin Roosevelt a bad president because he didn't release his tax returns? Oh. I don't think so. Okay. I just okay. think that this right. is, at this stage, right. irrelevant. Okay. It's, it's a political gossip. It's so game. not irrelevant. And you know it's not irrelevant. Be honest with me, sir. Just be uh, honest Bill, with me. Uh, I'll be your best friend. Bill. You uh, cannot really believe it's irrelevant. I need all, all the best friends I can get. However, <laughs> I did respectfully, I have to say to you that this becomes a political gotcha game. I mean, if he releases, they're saying, be, oh, well, you did this, okay. you did this. We, we need to be, get the country moving again, right? Well, <laughs> not if the country is being led by someone that was put there by a foreign power. Now, you can't... I certainly would deny that. You, 
But this is the assessment of the intelligence agencies. You have no respect no, for them? No, no, that's they, not the assessment. The, the intelligence what was it? The intelligence agencies are basically saying that the Russian government hacked the DNC, right? And? And, and, and Wikipedia and all that. For all the this purpose stuff. of electing one of the two We candidates. don't know that. That's what they we said. Don't, we don't know that's that. That's what they said. Bill. That's what the intelligence agency said. Bill, then they should put out their report, and we should investigate this. I, I'm all for that. Okay. Let me, let me ask you one last question. Um, Vladimir Putin, before right. Trump came along, had a 12% right. approval rating among Republicans. Now it's 32. <laughs> now, Newsweek had a big article this week that said he's poisoned over 30 people. And, you know, you might say two or three... But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Bill Cosby accusers. At like certain it. points, not, you go, two or three could be possible, but not over 30. Do you not think like this Stalin a... and, and Franklin Roosevelt, though, you know, murdered millions. But we and were fighting the Nazis together. <laughs> yes. We're not doing that yes. now. We're Bill, fighting Bill, Hitler. I want to know. Are we fighting Hitler now? No. So okay. I'm just asking. Yes. This 32% approval rating that Donald Trump has given to Vladimir Putin, good thing, bad thing? This is a story in Reuters today that the bromance, as they call it, is souring. I don't think that there ever was a bromance. I, honestly, I don't. I think that this is, a, again, a well, liberal... Well, he said sort of awfully nice things about him he for said, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. He, Bill, Bill O'Reilly said he's a killer. And Donald Trump... I think Trump, he is a killer. I, but that's know, not what Donald Trump but, said. He but, said, we got killers, too. Bill, Bill... <laughs> did you not read the church report? You know, the Central Intelligence Agency doing all these things that the U.S. Senate, run by Democrats in the day, said was uh, bad behavior on the part of the American government, going after Fidel Castro, trying to put poison in his beard and all this sort of stuff. We have done some things. I agree. But I mean, you think there's a moral I speak equivalent? as an ex-liberal, right? Okay. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. I wish we had more time. Thank and you, I hope Bill. you come I back. I appreciate it. You're here brave to come here with our crowd Thank yelling you. at you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Let's meet our panel. All right. He's good. All right. Let's meet our panel. He is the host of YNYC's radio talk show, Indivisible, and editor-in-chief of RightWisconsin.com. Charlie Sykes with us. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? She's a former Pentagon and State Department official whose new book is How Everything Became War and the Military Became Everything. Very timely. Rosa Brooks. Hey, Rosa. And she is the host of MSNBC's weekend morning show, AM Joy, and editor of We Are the Change. We seek the speeches of Barack Obama. Joy Reid! Yeah! Don't forget to send us your questions for tonight's overtime so you can answer them after the show on YouTube. Okay, we're going to get back into Russia later, I hope, but I just want to ask this question first of the panel. It seems to be that the Russia thing is not going to go away, and for Donald Trump, the way out of this is war. Because I saw him this week playing military dress-up. He was, he was out there on the aircraft carrier. He seemed to love it. I don't think he'd ever... <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'd ever been on an aircraft carrier. He was like, wow, this is big. You could land a plane on this thing. Uh, it, he said, we have to win. He's t this is at his press conference. We have to win. We have to start winning wars again. Well, first of all, I would say, how about not being in wars? Yeah, right. But uh, it just seems like he's... Because once you're at war, 
You know what? Yeah. Then all the questions become, the, you know, the traders asking, we're at war, our boys are in, in the field. Is anyone else worried that he's itching <laughs> for a war? I, I am. You know, first of all, when I saw him on that aircraft carrier, I did wonder if he was rethinking those four or five deferments that maybe he could have helped us win had he decided to, you know, accept his country's call back during well, he Vietnam. Had a bad foot, Joy. He did. Bone spurs. It, 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 it healed up miraculously the day the helicopter left Vietnam. Good point. <laughs> Excellent point. But no, I, I think to your point, you have a guy who a lot of his supporters, you know, you were talking to Jeffrey Lord about sort of what attracts people to Trump. One of the things you'll hear often from Trump supporters is, well, Hillary would have gotten us into World War III. So we had to vote for him because he's the guy who's going to bring us peace by being friends with Russia. And now he's right. doing a massive military buildup. He's playing, yes. cosplaying as a pretend sort of soldier. And he's, he seems to be spoiling for some kind of a fight. They put Iran on notice before Mike Flynn got pushed out. And so it, you do wonder whether or not... And two years of we're depleted. I must say, of yeah. all the things that bug me in American politics, talking about America and its military as if it's depleted. I mean, you wrote yeah. the book on this, but just the basic facts. We, we spend more than the next seven biggest spending countries combined. Do I have that right? Uh, that's about right. It yeah. depends. Uh, changes a little from year to year, but that's about right. Yeah. I mean, we spend over $600 billion. That's just the mm -hmm. Defense Department. Yeah. That's not yeah. the nukes, right? That's right. Not, Bush didn't even put the wars on the books. <laughs> yeah. Right. Homeland yeah. Security, a lot of money, probably a trillion bucks to keep the monsters away, right? Well, I think it's fair to say that uh, we don't always spend money on the right things. I mean, the Pentagon simultaneously has plenty of waste, but it also has areas where we've been underinvesting. Just throwing money at that's not going to solve the problem. You've got to figure out where to cut and where to invest. And I, I, I do... Like cyber. We should yeah, well, and work. I do worry that, that Trump seems fixated just on size, as we know. He wants things that are huge. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, he wants more ships, a bigger <laughs> army, and, and that's not necessarily the way to go. That's okay. not the war we're fighting anymore. No. I, I feel like people in this country confuse defense spending with defense contractors, which is a welfare program. Well, and also which we, is so, yeah, and which is yeah. socialist. Is it not socialism when we keep these pro, <laughs> when we keep making tanks just because it keeps hey, people whoever employed? Whoever said socialism but, was but dead, I, right, Charlie? I, I'm more willing to take John McCain's word on this than than Donald Trump's. Because remember, Donald Trump's Vietnam was not getting the clap. Right. So, so this, is, this is what he knows about winning a war. Right. So, he I mean, said that was my personal But, but, but your, your question about whether you're nervous about Donald Trump, I mean, this really comes to the heart of it. I mean, I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm the token conservative here. You know, but, you know, during the primary, I thought, look, here's a guy who's a serial liar. He's a con man who makes fun of the disabled and women. He's a, he's a bully. He's a narcissist. A man with no fixed principles um, who... You know, quite, quite, quite frankly, has the has the emotional uh, maturity of a nine-year-old, and so I don't want to give him. I don't want to give him the nuclear code. I, I don't want to put him in charge of the IRS. I don't want to put him in, in the FBI. And the fact that now he's talking about, you know, which wars we're going to win, I think ought to alarm people uh, across the political spectrum. Well, and, and the other issue is that Donald Trump, because he has no fixed ideology, he is surrounded by people with a very fixed ideology. People like Steve <laughs> yeah, Bannon yeah, yeah, yeah. believe, and Sebastian Gorka and this whole crew from Breitbart believe that we're already in an existential war with all of Islam and that we have to now go and take the fight uh, to them and win this sort of, they call it this north-south global yeah. conflict. They actually want a... Okay massive global war yeah. against every Muslim on the planet. You just hope General Mattis is the voice of reason in this administration. <laughs> Mad Dog? Mad yes. Dog. Yeah, Mad well, think about that. That a guy named Mad Dog <laughs> is going to be the most rational, <laughs> calm voice 
in no. the administration. Although General Mattis has been the one who has made the point many times in his career that if we don't fund the civilian arms of the U.S. No. foreign policy apparatus, the State Department, USAID... That Trump is cutting. He then, wants to cut. Then you need to buy more ammunition. I think Trump thought that was a suggestion, not a warning. Yeah. But, but, you know. what, what did you think of putting a war widow in the gallery at the speech on Tuesday night. I mean, if people missed it, uh, this this was, you know, moving to a lot of people in America, and I certainly feel for that poor woman. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know who she was, she is the widow of Navy SEAL Ryan Owen. Mm -hmm. Now, about a week, was it a week into the Trump administration, they conducted a raid in Yemen, and a Navy SEAL was killed, this woman's husband. Um, and, you know, I made fun of the media in the monologue, and I'm going to do it more now because I <laughs> fucking hate them. Uh, the way they fell hard for this widow in the gallery trick, uh, Van Jones, he became president of the United States in that moment. Oh, period. Uh, here's Katie Turr. You're, I like her, but she said, what the president did with Owen's widow was capital P presidential. It was the single most extraordinary moment I've seen from Trump. Actually, it was the worst moment, and that's saying a lot from Donald Trump. Because first, I mean, he gets this guy killed ordering a raid over dinner between the entree, between the appetizer and the entree, right? Yep. It was at dinner that he decided to do this. And we heard it was because Obama wouldn't do it. So he was like, Obama's a pussy, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay, the, the father-in-law, mm -hmm. the, 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 the soldier's father, he, he came out and said, uh, why at this time did we have to have this stupid mission when it wasn't even barely a week into this administration? Why? All of a sudden we had to make this grand display. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh, so, to, to fall for this, to... to... I, I, well, I, I gotta make a confession, because when I was watching that in the moment, I was moved by it because she was real. Moved but, by her? Well, I was, right. I was moved because she was real. And I woke up the next morning thinking, okay, you know, this was, this was a great moment, but then realizing the incredible cynicism of exactly. it. Exactly. Thank think, you. And I do think that there is a, a, almost a, a battered pundit syndrome going on here. <laughs> where, 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 where all the pundits are like, okay, so da daddy didn't come, you know, our abusive daddy didn't come home drunk and beat us tonight. He's the best father ever. Yeah, you know? I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what makes it... Yeah, absolutely right. I think there is. I think there's such a desperate sort of thirst for normal that anything he does when he speaks slowly, they say, oh, my God, he's, right. he's so measured. And I think there is this sort of desperation. But the thing that made it for me so cynical, even in the moment, yeah. quite frankly, is that less than 24 hours before that, the commander-in-chief of the United States had blamed his generals, said they lost mm -hmm. this, this right. Navy SEAL. Not, it, he didn't take responsibility. The buck didn't stop with him. Exactly. Right. Never in the history that I can think right. of no. of this well, country... Had a commander in chief blame the generals. But How cynical was that? And then to use the applause his, was for two yeah, minutes. His, his and first, so the applause makes him. His when he was asked uh, about. He praised the applause. Right. I've, heard, yeah. I've heard Jeffrey Lord and others say maybe he wasn't referring to they. That it's a little <laughs> no. murky. Okay. But this is undeniable. When he was asked about that, the first thing out of his mouth was, well, this was a mission that was started before I got here. <laughs> in other words, right away, yeah. I don't take any responsibility. Blame somebody else. Right. Yeah. Which, Which we is, shouldn't be surprised. No. Right? And it's a real, I think, betrayal of all the men and women out there putting their lives on the line. I, they, you know, they really want a commander-in-chief who takes responsibility, and that's what they deserve. But, but, you know, 
I think the American public has shares a little bit of the blame with the pundits, right? There's there's nothing wrong with the widow of a Navy SEAL killed in action going to that speech Absolutely. and so forth. But it's on us to tell the difference between right. what's tragic and what makes somebody an expert. I, I'm, you know, I think we all know from bitter experience that when something crappy and tragic happens to you, you become an expert on having something crappy and tragic happen to you, but you don't magically become a foreign policy right. or national security or military right. policy expert. And, and, you know, and, and, and we he, need to yeah. be able and to remember he, that. Then he turns it into a reality TV show by, by saying, you just set a record for yeah. applause. For applause. So, right. I mean, no, I mean, really, I how I'm pretty sure he didn't do it for that. that right. It very similar, though. Yeah. What do you think the Republicans would have said if Obama had done that after Benghazi? Right. And had Chris Stevens' family right. in the gallery. And, and not only that, where are the investigations? Where is Jason Chaffetz and all of the other Republicans who were saying they were going to continue to attempt to impeach Hillary Clinton had she won over Benghazi? They treated the, the, the Secretary of State as the person who was responsible for a surprise attack on our compound in Libya. But there is no desire to investigate a, a mission that the Obama team had said, this isn't ready to go. Trump comes right. in and over dinner with Jared Kushner decides, we think it is ready to go. Well, what would their expertise to do that? And when he executes it, I cannot stress enough, he as commander-in-chief threw responsibility onto his generals and said, well, they're very respected. They wanted to do it. It's something they right. wanted to do, and they lost him. Yeah. That is the most cynical yeah. thing I've ever heard. Okay, so Trump was asked this week uh, how he would rate his presidency so far. It's only been... A month and a week. Finally tuned in. Okay. Years. He said, uh, in terms of achievement, I'd give myself an A because I think I've done great things. Yeah. In a month. He's done great things in a month. He passed two laws, both one to uh, we could oil companies could take bribes yep. and uh, coal companies can shut in the river. Okay. Yeah. So he's done great things. But one thing he hasn't done so great, it's kind of undeniable, the tourist industry, maybe just an A minus, because there's something called the Trump slump. Visitors are scared away from America. They for good reason. So, you know, I still love America. I thought we should try to get tourists to still come here. So we came up with some tourism posters that I think you'll appreciate that will make our case that America's still a great country. America, buy a one-way ticket, we'll deport you home for free. America, not actually the violent, impoverished shithole our president says it is. Come to America, we'll make you feel thin. <laughs> America, come for the fun. Stay because you got shot by a red. <laughs> oh. America, now under new management. <laughs> America, when you just need a break from science. <laughs> America, Earth's Florida. <laughs> America, where pork and beans not only gets its own shelf, it gets its own aisle. <laughs> America, duck. <laughs> Damn. 
come to America, because let's face it, your country sucks more. All right. <laughs> he is an author, founder of 350.org, and scholar in residence at Middlebury College. Bill McKibben is over here. Bill, how are you, sir? Look at that. Only on our show does an environmentalist get a hand for, like, a rock star when you get coming out. Uh, so, now that we have a, a president who thinks that global warming is a Chinese hoax, and the head of the EPA is Scott Pruitt, and today Rick Perry became the Secretary of Energy, please, Bill, tell me what the... You what is the, the silver lining? You missed the worst part in the last, in the last hour. The... Uh, they announced that they were gutting the funding for the climate satellites that uh, oh, yeah. have been giving us what news we have. Um, the NASA satellites, yeah. If it doesn't, if you can't see it, then it yeah. can't hurt you. Right. Uh, that's how it works. Well, I always want to ask them, I, I know you don't believe in global warming. What about germs and atoms? Because you can't see them either. Yeah. The, uh, th there's a lot of that going around. Uh, earlier this afternoon, the EPA, under Mr. Pruitt, announced that there were the budget cuts leaked out, uh, not only are they going to cut by 97% the uh, amount of money they're spending to try and improve water quality in the Great Lakes, which have finally begun to improve, same thing at San Francisco Bay, Puget Sound, Chesapeake Bay, good thing that no one lives in any of these places. <laughs> um, uh, they also said that the, the amount of money that they're going to spend, they're going to drastically cut the amount of money they spend on what's called water quality compliance, the kind of things that uh, helped you know, that helped alert us to things like Flint, the water crisis there. Of course, since they're zeroing out the environmental justice program at EPA, probably that won't be a big worry anymore. They're also cutting by 88% the environmental education uh, funding that they give, because why would you at this point want to learn about The question was about silver stuff. lining. <laughs> Well, so, so here's the silver lining. Okay. Look, look, I mean, this is your fault. You asked someone on whose no, most know. famous no, book was no, called The End the... of Nature, okay? So, you know. The truth. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the silver lining, of course, is that people are fighting back. Yes. Um, the resistance is very real. So, you know, I mean, you could really tell. The Women's March was great in Washington. Uh, the pictures that blew my mind were... L.A., three-quarters... Three-quarters... Three-quarters of a million Angelinos out of their cars and walking. I mean, that's literally unheard of. Right. Uh, uh, um. But... The same thing's going to be happening. <laughs> Not if all it had year. rained, but uh, okay. Uh, um, April April twenty second. There's the scientist march, and it leads right, into a yeah. huge march. The next weekend, April 29th. Uh, yeah. April 29th is huge climate march on D.C. Uh, people and, are and really angry this, about this. Yes, and while we're on this subject of what the, what we're doing, um, we got We got to make sure that our politicians on the left do a much better job of making the case. Because I think when people in America hear EPA, they only get the bad side. They only think, oh, it's a drag. It's like, that, that, that's kind of not on their radar what it does, you know? Same thing with the Keystone Pipeline. It's going to cost jobs. You know, I, we don't do a great job, the political side, Democratic politicians, my guess is that of they're getting a little why bit, the EPA is They're getting so a little necessary. bit feistier uh, as time goes on. I hope so. Uh, today, the pipeline news today was that the uh, president said that he was going to make an exception to his rule that you're supposed to use American steel in pipelines for right. the Keystone Pipeline. Um, I'll let you guess 
What country is manufacturing 40% of the steel for the Keystone Pipeline? Not Russia. Uh, in fact, the guy, the steel oligarch in Russia whose mills it's being made in, gave a $35 million yacht to Vladimir Putin. I mean... Ridiculous. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, so, it's... Look, we're getting to the point where it's so hard to kind of miss what's going on. Scott Pruitt from Oklahoma, I mean, a perfect case. They're, they're, they say, oh, well, the state governments will take care of these things if the EPA doesn't. Look at what happened in Oklahoma. For as long as yeah, this tracking. continent's been around, Oklahoma was seismically inert, as stable as it was right. possible to Tornadoes, be. Tornadoes, yes. yes. Earthquakes, no. not in Oklahoma. Now, it it's... shakes a lot more than California. It's the most seismically active place on the continent because we've done nothing but frack it for the last 10 years and force all this water back underground into wells onto faults and what Well, do you know? and Scott Pruitt used to be the uh, guy there. What was he in Oklahoma? Scott Pruitt, he was the, he was the attorney, general, attorney general, but he basically was the mouthpiece for the right. oil industry. In he fact, said scientists continue to disagree about global warming. Here's, here's and wait, let me quote the Interior Secretary, Ryan Zinke, on causes <laughs> of global change. He said, the evidence strongly suggests humans have had an influence. <laughs> uh, however, the evidence is equally strong that there are other factors such as rising ocean temperatures. What the fuck do you think the temperatures <laughs> in the ocean are rising? It's, Mr. Zinke. It's, you know, walrus is walrus peeing. Is peeing. I, I mean, this... That's how it works. Yeah. The, um, the, Pruitt's the perfect example. He, he, you know, he sued the EPA 14 times, the agency he now runs. He wrote a letter to the EPA, one of the ones that came out. He wrote a letter to the EPA uh, attacking them for measuring methane emissions out of fracking wells. Well, it turned out he didn't even write the letter. The local energy company wrote it, sent it to him. He stuck it on his letterhead and sent it off to the EPA. Today, the EPI, EPA announced that they were no longer going to measure methane emissions out of fracking wells. Companies didn't have to collect this information, which is particularly ironic because last year at this time, the oil industry was arguing that the EPA shouldn't regulate methane emissions. Why not? Because there wasn't enough data yet to figure out whether it was a bad idea or not. The, the level of, of just complete corruption from the fossil fuel industry that marks this administration yeah. is like nothing we've ever seen. So, uh, and, and of course... Let me ask you this, Charlie. He didn't... Uh, Trump did not mention the environment, and I don't think anybody was surprised about that in the speech. But, you know, uh, any Republican president probably would not have. And you did kind of a mea culpa in, in the op-ed pages recently, and you said, you know, right-wing radio, which you've been a part of... Right has been somewhat responsible for dumbing down uh, the Republican base in this country. Are, are you thinking of that on this issue, too? Well, and not just on this issue, and it's not just dumbing down. It's the creation of an alternative reality silo. I mean, we've gone beyond echo chambers to actually, you know, being, you know, two nations that have their own facts, their own arguments, and they don't penetrate with one another, and that's one of the things that we've created here. So, you know, the, the, the president doesn't need to worry about half of the country because, you know, quite frankly, the, the, the conservative media is going to, you know, push their narrative, their agenda, and you're not going to be able to penetrate. And, and this is not just, I mean, this is not just, you know, right versus left. This is kind of an attack on the whole concept of truth. Exactly. It is an attack on the concept of credibility. The is is truth that, knowable? The problem with yeah. that 
above all the other problems with it is that in the end, uh, you know, these are not, some of these are not in the end political questions. Like in the end, yes. physics doesn't care yeah. what your skin is, it just does what it does. And also, no matter how rich you are, you have to breathe. Right. I, I, that's what I never understand about conservatives. Yeah. It's right in the word, conserve. You would, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that actually is, is kind of tragic. Right. Um, um, you know, we, the, the, at, at root, there's a lot to be said for the idea of conservatism, of not changing more quickly than societies can cope with, that kind of thing. There's a sense... But that's long since abandoned. I mean, 2014 was the hottest year we've ever measured on this planet until 2015 smashed that, until 2016 smashed that. We're changing so fast. Right. Uh, we've, I mean, human, not, not just like America's not ever seen anything like this. We haven't seen change like this since the beginning of primate evolution. I mean, we're in a complete different thing now. And, and Well, when you have a president who says things like, nobody knew health care could be so complicated. <laughs> What do you think he thinks about this kind of issue, you know? It's really and, hard. And I feel like this is the problem yeah. that happened with the Republican base, is they hear these snippets and they think, oh, well, repeal and replace. You know, I think it's more uh, Erase that. the state lines. They're done, you know, and Trump signs something and then holds it up like yeah. a Price is Right girl. Yeah. yeah. And problem solved. But isn't uh, it, you know, it, these, this, this simple solution mentality. I, you know, it's, it, I think it's more than that, though, and I think it goes back to what Charlie was saying about sort of an attack on truth and the whole idea that there can be truth. And we, we talk about Russian information warfare against the United States during the election. But if you think of this, in some sense, the right-wing media ecosystem is a form of information warfare against the sort of mainstream communications network. It's, it's, it's yeah. a you know, classic. That's what you do. You go after the enemy's communications, right? If you want to, you want to defeat there's, them, there's you a say, left fake news, bubble fake too, news. You know. oh, there is. And I talk about it. I know you do. I mean, there, there, are, there are two silos but, out there. But yeah. there's not the same kind of machine but not, for not equal silos. And I actually think it's brilliant. I think as an insurgency tactic, it's absolutely brilliant, and it's been devastatingly effective. Yeah. So, but you also have, for, among a lot of people, you know, to give some responsibility to the American people, you have this strange sort of sense that a businessman can do anything. For many, many decades, <laughs> we've had people say, we just need to run the government run like the a government business. government like a business. Right. Well, now we've got all businessmen running the government. Right. And they are also in control of states like Nevada that are, what, 80% federal land? If they decide to turn that over to their friends in the oil industry, to this Russian oligarch who would like to frack uh, in the Grand Canyon, or they they want to turn Yellowstone over because they think that sulfur must be oil. You you never know. There's nothing to stop them. And and one thing you can do to save oh. yourselves is take back some of these states. Well, the, if Democrats controlled Michigan, they wouldn't have let Flint happen. I presume. Well, the thing that might stop. Them, and I said we'd get back to this. The thing that might stop them is Russia. Now we are off next week. We have a week off, so we're not back until March 17th. Tell me where this Russia story is in two weeks, because this Sergey, kiss my ass guy, <laughs> uh, he is like the Where's Waldo of yeah. Washington. He, it, it seems like the first thing you do when you take a job in the administration is meet the Russian ambassador. Right, I mean, and then what? forget that he ever existed. Right. I know. Where, yeah. so two where weeks, we'll have completely in... forgotten this. Those Russians are not at all memorable, it They're turns not out. Memorable. Yeah. But wh where is this in two weeks? Well, you know what, what's interesting <laughs> is the majority of the people now who were, seem to have been involved 
pre-campaign from July through September in these conversations with Russians, with the exception of Jeff Sessions, are out of government now. They're out of the loop. You have Flint out. Um, Manafort left the campaign. They're all out there outside of the scope of presidential privilege, of, of White House privilege. And the guy who was supposed to be able to protect them, in theory, is Jeff Sessions, who's now neutralized. I think you're getting to the point now where Republicans can't avoid. Yeah. We don't have a special prosecutor law anymore, the, you know, the special counsel law, but I think you're going to have to have Republicans capitulate to the idea of some kind of investigation. The well, problem smart. is it's still in the justice and, and, and that would be smart for them, because, because otherwise, I mean, how, how many bullets are they going to take for right. this guy? At a certain point, you create a special prosecutor, you go, okay, this is not our problem. Let's talk about something else. And, I mean, it, it, does, it, it, does Donald Trump does anyone think he has the moral fiber? No. <laughs> we have to no. finish the question. <laughs> but, like, I'm saying, like, obviously, he's saying so many nice things about Putin. He right. used to go to Russia all the time. He had his pageant there. He had all his money there. They're the only ones who would lend him money. There's the P-tape. I mean, like, there's so many reasons to think that they have something yeah, on but, him. But, 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 the there's moral one fiber? silver lining, which is that you can't blackmail someone who has no shame. You know, well, and I've got and I've got to believe that Vladimir Putin, if he invested in Trump's election, has got to be experiencing some sense of buyer's remorse. Oh yes. a little bit of like, uh oh, oh <laughs> this yes. guy is crazy. Yeah. The, oh. the damage he's done though is Trump is, is comes really home with that. poison on his collar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, number, I mean the, what doesn't make any sense is first of all, you know, why were all these people talking to the Russians? Number right. two, why did they feel the need to lie about talking to right. the Russians if there's nothing wrong? Yep. And number three, here's the dog that didn't bark. Has any of the Trump people said, yes, I talked to the Russians and I told them, stop hacking our elections? That's right. No. Right. Did any of them say that? No. Yeah. All right. Thank you, panel. It's time for new rules, everybody. New rules. There were all the self-righteous conservatives who were fake outraged, outraged by President Obama disrespecting the Oval Office. And all the liberals who are currently fake outraged that Kellyanne doing this <laughs> must get together and admit that most nights they look like this. <laughs> New rule, stop saying President Trump needs to get a dog. Yes, he's the first president in a hundred years who doesn't have a loyal dog at his side, except that he does. His name is Sean. <laughs> Sean slobbers quite a bit. He's always trying to sniff your nuts, but come on, he's such a good boy! <laughs> New rule, Price Waterhouse must make up for its Oscar flub by leaking Trump's taxes. <laughs> Forget moonlight, what we need is sunlight. <laughs> Not funny, but true. That's... that's <laughs> New rule, if you insist on making your kid go out in public looking like this, you can't be surprised years later when you find him on the internet looking like this. <laughs> so. Uh, new rule, the woman born with no arms who just set the Guinness World Record for lighting candles with her feet, and the man who just set the Guinness World Record for hammering nails with his head, have to go on a date. <laughs> Just to hear her say, get it through your thick skull, I can't give you a handjob. <laughs> You'll get over it, it's okay. And finally, new rule, if the new normal 
is a president who has bragged about sexual assault and walking in on naked teenage beauty pageant contestants and who has spoken lustfully about his own daughter and once said of a fifth grader, I'm going to date her in 10 years. Tell me again why someone like Elliot Spitzer is so terrible. <laughs> Elliot Spitzer, who you may recall had to go away after a hooker scandal because when a hooker blows a politician, it puts a lobbyist out of work. <laughs> but this double standard has got to stop where all the Democrats' horn dogs have to go live on a farm, but the Republican hound is allowed up on the furniture in the Oval Office. So Spitzer wanted to bust a nut, so what? <laughs> he also wanted to bust bankers and insider traders and did. If he were a... <laughs> If he were a Republican today, what he did could totally be spun. Dating call girls, please. He was providing struggling millennials with a living wage. <laughs> He wasn't cheating, he was having alternative sex. <laughs> Republicans are so much more practical about this stuff. They think Trump's flaws come with the territory when you hire an alpha male. Trump does things which appall people, but they also admire the balls of it. Even after Pussygate, his attitude was still defiant. Yeah, I say hello to people by grabbing their pussies. What about it? Hi, Don Trump. That's a nice firm snatch you got there. I mean... Compared to that, Spitzer is a choir boy. And rehabilitating him would send the message that Democrats are serious about what is important and about winning. In in fact, actually, a guy whose big crime is that he got a hooker doesn't even send that message enough, which is why we need this guy. Yeah, Anthony Weiner. Yes? Another Jew who likes to pork. Hey, you want to win or you want to go home? You want the chicken dinner or what? Balls, I'm telling you, we need balls. And I'm sorry that the good ones are usually a little too full of cum. <laughs> but they are. We need our loud-mouthed, kick-ass New Yorker who's up all night on social media. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least when Wiener is playing with his phone at 3 a.m., he's looking for love. <laughs> Trump is starting a Twitter war with the Land's End catalog. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not forget that Wiener fought like a pit bull for liberal causes and could have been the voice of the party if not for a mistake he made one time. Okay, two times. <laughs> Three. What does it matter how many times? <laughs> oh, shit, he did it again. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, all right. It's all he can do to keep from humping the mannequins at Macy's. You know what? 
That same primal force is why he was such a badass congressman. We don't have the luxury anymore to mess around with milquetoast Democratic politicians who don't move people. Tim Kaine is a nice guy, but he's the kind of boring beta male that's made the Democrats the designated driver party. <laughs> as ridiculous as Trump is, he does come off as an alpha. That's why he paints his face the color of a baboon's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it shows dominance. <laughs> so, if Trump... If Trump is indeed the new normal, if it's now perfectly fine for the American president to be Bill Cosby with a super PAC, <laughs> then Democrats have to go all out, too. And that means Spitzer, and that means Wiener. And by the way, next time he runs, no more Anthony Wiener. He's Carlos Danger. <laughs> Fuck yeah, own that shit. Carlos Danger, a Latino Jew, <laughs> tanned, rested, and fully erect at all times. <laughs> and restoring Wiener, I mean Danger, <laughs> that would send the message. Although, Wait, although, maybe there's still someone even worse. And by worse, I mean better. John Edwards. That's right, John... I... Yes, I know. Left a sick wife to have an affair with Peter Frampton. And... And that was wrong. That was wrong. But Edwards also is the one who made health care the issue it became for the Democrats in 2008. So, yes, what he did was horrible, but the heart wants what it wants, and what the heart wanted, apparently, was Peter Frampton. I, I still don't get that. <laughs> and, yes, the whole thing was disgusting, but... So is openly humiliating your first wife, the mother of your children, while you romance your future second wife in public. But again, Trump supporters just make a different calculation. They say, no, I don't like cheating and pussy grabbing, but hey, this ain't a friendly fight. This is a battle for the soul of the country. And it is. And since it is, Democrats should be allowed to put our alpha pervs back on the board. <laughs> Especially since the Democratic Party has a proud tradition of excellent horny presidents. <laughs> FDR, JFK, LBJ, and of course, how about a BJ? <laughs> All right, that's our show. We're off next week, and we'll be back March 17th. I'll be at the Civic Center in Des Moines, May 7th, and we've added a second show in Miami. Trump is good for business. I'll give him that at the Fillmore August 6th. I want to thank Charlie Sykes, Rosa Brooks, Joy Reid, Bill McKibben, Jeffrey Ward. Go to stop for overtime on YouTube. And thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.